with your powers combined, we are fan holes. Go, go, go fan can't believe there's a chat room big enough to hold all of our present bodies. Wow. <laughs> of all the things I missed about the show, I miss Tony being wrong always. We've already got a me. We don't need another me. <laughs> oh boy, of the sheer episode. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, Derek. Lover of lobster women. Defender of Starfire's fidelity. I just want to know, who is the consultant? Who could he be? <laughs> no! I have no <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can relate to a, a talking cat that eats lasagna. I'll okay. do it, but I want to be immediately killed afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, in your Derek layer, do you have a list of that tells you like how to take down the other fan holes? Should we like go crazy? <laughs> how does my stupid voice sound? You sound beautiful. Like ten times sexier. Good job. No one gets us because we don't explain it. Hey guys, welcome back to another duckerific, money-spanking-tastic episode of, or I don't know if that makes any sense, money-swimming episode, whatever, of Fanholes Podcast. Hey, what's up guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts cruising around Duckburg tonight. And I am not alone. Joining me in the shotgun is one of my fellow fan halls. Why don't you give a shout out and let everybody know who's here tonight? Hey, this is Justin, and I wish for infinite episodes of fan holes. <laughs> that 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 could very well happen, as long as we have that. <laughs> uh, as long as we have that little totem or whatever, that little jewel, we can we can make it happen. I can really go out bar hopping with Rip Taylor like I did in my wacky dream that one night. So so it'll be cool. But yeah, so so in case that's not weird and cryptic enough, we are going to be discussing. Me and Justin are going to be talking about. The 30th anniversary, it's another one of Justin's patented 30th anniversary episodes. We're going to be talking about DuckTales the Movie, Treasure of the Lost Lamp. And this was an animated feature film. It was released by Walt Disney Pictures on August 3rd, 1990. And of course, it is based on the animated series DuckTales. So, I mean, you know, this is this is a, a Disney film for the most part, although... I, I kind of noticed it seemed like this got a lot of flack for, like, not being up to snuff as far as the, I guess, the, the what should I, I, I'm trying to think, like, the, 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 the critic elite thought, you know, like, there, there was a certain level of expectation for a, a Disney movie, and when it wasn't animated by, I guess, the official Disney studios, it seemed like a lot of people kind of, uh, you know, thumbed their noses at it kind of thing and and i think at least what i've seen now is i think a lot of people try to reevaluate this movie there's not that same i don't know level of snobbishness about it you know i guess so so it seemed like this was something that that a lot of people either enjoyed or or watched i guess again this is for me i mean the only thing i can frame this with is i'm not sure if I, I don't think I watched this in the theater. Like, I don't... I it, It's either I did, and I just... I'm completely a blank slate on it, because I, I watched the film, you know? It's, it's you know, for all intents and purposes, it's, it's an adventure piece. It involves a lot of elements of Aladdin and the Magic Lamp type thing. 
and and there there's been some you know statements that kind of cite that as like isn't it interesting that this treasure of the lost lamp movie came out didn't do that well but then later on they kind of reused a lot of those concepts in the disney film aladdin you know like that 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 kind of carried over in a way you know a genie a lamp like that whole kind of thing but I don't honestly remember watching this film. Like, maybe this was... I mean, I, I believe this came out, what, in between, like, the third and fourth season of DuckTales? So maybe, you know, maybe I was too cool for school at that point, or maybe I just, you know... I, I, I know I watched DuckTales on television. I know I enjoyed DuckTales, but maybe maybe that... Or maybe it was just one of those things where, you know, that was a movie I just didn't get a chance to watch. You know, maybe it was one of those... You know, Transformers the movies like we'll we'll get to it when we get to it, and I never got to it, and maybe you know it wasn't as important as some of the other ones. But I, I was just curious, like, is this something you watched in the theaters, like, or or is this something you watched in a home video? Like, how did you come to this, Justin? I did not get to see this in the theater, and I remember being pretty upset about this because this may sound weird a little bit, but I mean, I was a kid, but at that time, like, this was one of my, like, must-see TV shows. Quit it! Quit! You kids knock it off! Mama's watching her stories! Like, DuckTales and Ninja Turtles, the real Ghostbusters, Star Trek. And the Adam West Batman, like, those were my shows. If I didn't get to see those shows, like, I would get upset and throw a little kid fit because, like, those, like, those are my favorite shows. And I remember, you know, scanning the newspaper because, like, the uh, the local newspaper, like, not the very back page, but, but the last two inside pages, like, the left side was all, like, there would be TV listings. And then there would be like all the movie stuff, like all the different theaters around here, and there would be some ads. And then the opposite page was like the funnies and stuff. So I would I would always like jump to that because you know I'm going to read the comics, and then I'm going to look and see like what cool movies are playing. Is there any movie like I want to like beg to try to go see? And I remember keeping a lookout for Ducktales, and I didn't get to see it. I don't I don't even know if it came to the local theater because the local theater. There were only two screens, and they were very picky about what they would Whoa. show. You know, they would just usually pick, you know, something that they knew was going to make money, like, you know, Toy Story or Nightmare on Elm Street. Or, you know, they would usually pay, play Star Trek movies, but some stuff they just wouldn't get. And I don't, I don't know if they got this movie. So the first time I watched this was on VHS, and this, I think... I've only seen this movie maybe four or five times. Like, I remember it was kind of, at least for me, it was kind of hard to track down. And I didn't find a copy on VHS until like maybe 2002. Like, I just kind of stumbled upon one at the flea market. I was like, ooh, DuckTales a movie, yeah. And I remember like going home and, you know, I still had a VCR at the time and just, you know, watching it. And I was like, yeah, that was actually pretty good. And then... I remember there was this, this big deal about the DVD release. Yeah. Like it was like a it was like a fan club yeah. exclusive, and then it was going to be like a Walmart exclusive. And then I, I just I don't remember ever finding that DVD at Walmart. And then, I mean, I still don't have a copy. I'm sure I could go to eBay or, or Amazon and probably get one fairly cheap or something. But I just 
I just remember that being a hassle and I just kind of, that was one of those things where I just gave up on, you know, it's like trying to get like a, a Godzilla DVD like years yeah. later. You're like, oh my God, Godzilla versus Gigan is $90. Like, holy crap, I can't believe I missed the boat on that one. Well, I guess, I guess I'm not going to own Godzilla versus Gigan because, you know, I paid 80, 80 or $90 for that. That was something I wanted to, I guess, thank you for because, you, you know, what was funny is I was sitting here kind of thinking of things. And again, I, I was trying to think that I, I thought I had everything. Like, because I was sitting there going, well, I got the three, to me, I was like, I got the three DuckTales sets. Like, don't I have everything? And, like, not only do I not have that DVD. But then I there there was there was a fourth Disney exclusive just of the series, and I I didn't realize that that existed either. So I actually I did go on eBay today and I bought that fourth one because I wanted I wanted <laughs> to have like all a hundred episodes of Ducktales or whatever because I I didn't have those other ones. So and I didn't even realize there was a you know because I was like sitting there going. Isn't this, you know, I, I just thought innocently, you know, stupid me, fucking Disney. I thought that, you know, those three sets was everything, but it wasn't, right? Like, so, but conveniently, I guess, it, it, in my benefit, the episodes are not all scrambled and, you know, they're, they're not uh, uh, Admiral Fuckfaced or whatever, right? They're, they're not all messed up. It's like they're actually in order. So if you watch volume one, for the most part, all the episodes are there. If you watch volume two, I think... Except for maybe like the first five episodes are on volume two for some reason. Yeah, that that always irritated me. Like I remember being excited for the series because I was like, oh, man, DuckTales. I love DuckTales. That's something I want to revisit. And then I remember reading somewhere online like it didn't include Treasure of the Golden Suns. And I was like, well, that's like that's the yeah. pilot. Like that's five episodes. That's like that's how like Donald yeah. like has an adventure. And that's how like. Huey, Dewey, and Louie come to stay with Uncle Scrooge. I'm like, that's super important. How can you start this, the your DVD sets without that? And then they're like, oh, well, I guess we'll, we'll include that on, like, the next set. And I was like, you've already kind of, like, stubbed my toe about yeah. this. I don't know that I want to, like, give you my yeah. money. And I just never yeah. bought it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got a lot of those, I think, on sale at Costco for, like, $7.99 or something like that. But, like... That was mm. that was when they had like some deal or something, and and I think I just got all three sets or whatever. But the the I mean that Treasure of the Golden Suns, like that's that's what I have the most distinct memory of. You know, I remember that was a big deal. It was that you know it, it kind of reminded me of, and I'll put this in the same breath, but that that was like a five part epic in the same vein as like you know when when they had like you know the revenge of cobra or like you know when when it's like yeah. the three part more than meets the eye you know like those kind of you know three and five part you know five phases, five phases of, darkness. of darkness like all those kind of epic you know and you were just you were like wow yeah. this is cool like this i get to watch like almost a whole little you know movie from from you know monday through friday or however they they aired it and everything and that's what i had the most distinct memory about so when i was watching this i was kind of like i don't know that i I don't. I don't think I saw this. Like, I, I think this was my first time watching it, and I did watch it twice. So, okay. I, I think like when it first starts, and and I I watch like the first I'd say twenty minutes is when they're they they're flying through the Middle East, and they're uncovering like the treasure chest, and the treasure chest has all the you know dusty you know coats and rags and all that, and then they find the map, and then the map takes them to the actual treasure, and then he gives Webby the lamp, and, you know, and then, of course, you got 
Christopher Lloyd is playing what was it? What's his name? Fucking Morcock. I don't even know what the fuck his name is. It's like some Morlock. Morlock. Right? Like, is he supposed to be like a Merlin and, and a warlock or something like that? Like so. Anyway, so so they they you know and and he he is this. He, he's almost in the vein of what, what's his name, Pete. Like it's like he's like he's like big <laughs> and imposing and kind of scary looking and and huge, but then he can. He's got an amulet, and he can morph into all these animals, only he seems to pick, like, the most fucked up animals for all the wrong situations. Like, he doesn't, it's like, it's like, you know how they always criticize, like, Green Lantern, like, choices? It's like, bro, why'd you, like, you know, put a bunch of Green Lantern balloons when you're supposed to be, like, fighting Doomsday? Or, you know, I don't know. Like, people are always yelling (laughs) at people for what kind of constructs they make, and I, I feel like with this... A boxing yeah, exactly, glove. exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, but with this guy, it feels like, come on, dude. Like, why did you turn into a rat? Like, when you knew the the maid was going to shoot you out, and then later you turn into a cockroach. I'm like, what? Like, why don't you turn into like a friendly animal? They'd let inside, like a cat that purrs, or like, I don't know, like, or or just turn into like something, like I don't know, like a fucking chameleon, and then turn invisible, and then just fucking roam around the house at your leisure. Like, why? Why do you turn into? Because it's like, oh. Okay. The the stuffed cat comes to life and it has to eat him. Ha 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 ha! Like you know, it's like, it's like all this kind of stuff where it's like it's putting the what is it? They put the cart before the horse type thing or whatever. Like so, there there's that. Like for me, the first twenty minutes seemed like like I was like, what's the big deal about the animation? The animation looks good to me. Like like they had the cell shading. It looks all really nice yeah. and everything. And and I almost thought like, man, this is like watching almost like a. Uh, you know, a TMS episode of DuckTales, like where it's all like super slick and, and looks like <laughs> Call of the Primitives and stuff. And I think the further you got into it, like the minute they introduce Gene and then and then they have the what I'm going to call the Akira scene where like Webby brings all their stuffed animals to life. And it's like, dude, I, I thought about Akira too fucking, during that. <laughs> fucking music or whatever. As the fucking dolls come to life and start drinking yeah. tea and, and want to eat cookies and all this other fucking shit. But so so the the kids go crazy with all these wishes, and I have to explain like this was better than the Jetsons movie. Okay, so so uh, this is not to make you feel bad, but the first time hey. I watched it, this is where th- that's the point where I started to lose interest and started either doing other things and 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 you know resting my eyes as the old people like to say and all this other shit, right? Like like that that's when when I started like losing interest in it. And I realized when I started gaining interest was when Gene finally is going to it's the sleepover and he's finally going to stay with Huey, Dewey and Louie for the night. And then he sees the owl and he freaks the fuck out. Cause it reminds him of, uh, of Murloc and cause he can change into different animals. And he thinks it's his old master. And he says how terrible he is and how he made him, you know, uh, uh, destroy Atlantis, how, you know, it's, it's all his fault for, uh, uh, Pompeii, you know, like all, all these different things, like that was his fault, right? Like he, he, he had all these terrible wishes and, and he doesn't want to, it's almost like he has, has PTSD, you know, like, like that, that he can't, he can't be the servant genie to someone who's that cruel and horrible and all that stuff. And I realized part of the reason why I lost interest at certain points is because when the kids have the lamp, like there's no, there's no urgency. Like, there's no sense of, like... Like, you know what? It's like... 
what it reminded me of, but didn't work in the same way is like, I don't know if you remember, but there's a, there's like a superpowers episode where Mitzelplik shows up and they're, they're, they're supposed to, it's all the, the teen superheroes. It's like Firestorm and the Wonder Twins and, um, I, I forget, like just all the, the kid heroes, right? And they're, it's like, we're leaving you guys with the keys to the car. You know, you're watching the Hall of Justice for the weekend. And who shows up? The fucking Mitzelplik. Mitzelplik has zapped Superman into a little fucking kid. And now they all have to be the adults and watch out for, for like, Super Baby, who's, like, a total monster because Mitzelplik has, like, made him, like, two years old and then just insatiably curious and crazy and whatever. And the the thing is, not only do you have the the urgency with Superman, right? Like where it's like, oh, this is a little Kryptonian baby, but he could punch his fist through your chest at any moment, right? Like you also have this stuff where Mitzelplik's doing all this crazy stuff. Like he makes, just like Gene, the genie played by Rip Taylor, by the way. So just like Gene, like makes them all ice cream. Like, see, that's why there's no sense of urgency. And I didn't even notice that the first time I watched it because I was resting my eyes like an old person. But so they make the ice cream and they eat it all. And they don't even like throw up or anything. It's just they come home and, and you'd think, oh, they come home late at night and Scrooge is going to give them hell. But then the genie zap Scrooge and then that evaporates all sense of conflict and urgency too so it's like that's that that's that's kind of the trail of things that are going on and the the superman thing it's like i think there was like an ice cream cone and and it's like he had the ice cream cone and then it fell over and then superman starts crying but his cries are like super cries and they start to like break all the windows and shit and then Mitchell flick <laughs> like zaps the fucking ice cream that fell on the fucking street and it turns into like this gigantic fucking scoop of ice cream that's like enveloping the whole city but it f- impacts like the the train track or the 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 tram in in metropolis so it's like these people are gonna fucking crash into the train you know and the fucking ice cream and and then i think like the firestorm's like what the fuck do i do and i gotta transmute it to fucking bubbles or whatever the fuck he did and and like so there's all this urgency going on even though it's like oh look haha it's it's little kids and a genie and wishes gone awry and stuff like that and it's like the kids i think just do pretty innocent things and and they're so responsible they wit they use their wishes to unwish the fucked up wishes back which no kid would probably do like but but they managed to do all that because yeah, i guess it works within the plot and all that kind of stuff so it's like i i can i that's kind of why i think i i zoned out a little bit especially at that moment and then the animation also seems to go from that first 20 minutes from like a a sleek TMS thing to not bad, but just kind of, you know, you could tell the matte paintings were really nice, but then it kind of went back to the whole, it, it wasn't ACOM level, but it was kind of Toei. It was like, it, it was okay. It was fine. It worked. Like, it was good. But it's like, the yeah. rest of the movie is like that, and it's not quite as slick. And so, at at some point, I mean, it's it, it's mainly like kind of this whole, you know, MacGuffin chase thing where who has the lamp, who's in control of the genie, you know, and it's like at some point, you know, Scrooge, of course, figures it out, and then he's in control of the genie, and he makes the genie go back into the bottle, and he goes to show off the treasure, which is the first thing he wishes for, to show off to his 
I guess his archaeological buddies or whatever, or, or colleagues or, or what have you. The bad guy who was play, played wonderfully by... I mean, that's something else that has your attention, right? You've got Christopher Lloyd playing Murloc, the bad guy, right? So it's like, that's like, it's like Butch Cavendish and, and Crooge, you know, are, are the villains or the villain in this, you know, this DuckTales movie. So, of course, not not only does he look big and imposing like Pete, you know, but but he also has, like, the this, you know, wonderful voice actor, real actor, whatever, that, that's that's giving that performance. So, you, you you know, it doesn't matter. Anytime he's on screen, you pay attention to him. So, so he's a pretty imposing presence, except for when he turns into a fucking rat and, like, screams or, you know, it's like they make him turn into stupid shit. Or he turns into the fucking cockroach at the wrong time so Scrooge can, like, step on him or something. And that's why I'm like, why don't you... I'm like, bro, why don't you just turn into a chameleon and, and like, you know, turn invisible and shit? Or, dude, why, why are you a roach now before he steps on you? Like, why don't you turn into a a fucking woolly mammoth or an elephant and tell Scrooge to fuck off. But anyway, he doesn't do any of that. But it's it's all about keeping, you know, the, the lamp away. And then the, he drops the lamp and, and uh, Dijon, who is uh, uh, Moorcock's servant or Mor- Morlock, whatever, I'm fucking it all up. But anyway, his, his servant, right, is Dijon, like after the fucking mustard. And... By the way, that character shows up later. This is this is what enticed me to find out about do I have all the DuckTales episodes? And then I went, I don't have all the DuckTales episodes. But uh Dijon is a character. He's like a pickpocket. He's he's uh, you know, basically the you know, I mean these days people will say he's the cringeworthy Middle Eastern stereotype, but basically he's 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 just a slimy pit pickpocket guy but because the treasure's in the middle east he happens to be from the middle east and i'm sure every other fucking guy in that thing is fine because when you meet his brother poupon by the way in the ongoing ducktail series he's a, a very pious monk so everybody can rest fucking easy like it's okay because everybody else is fine and uh to top all that off the other thing i was curious about was I haven't watched too much of the the ongoing DuckTales, the current series. I mean, I sort of paid attention to it and and sort of, I think I watched the first episode and, you know, I have a number of the episodes lined up to watch if I need to. And so I I was like, oh, well, when I did some research on that character, Dijon, right, they said not only does he appear later in, in, in other DuckTales episodes, like, he shows up later, and he's, like, the henchman of Glomgold. Like, Glomgold has these, like, Mm. bugs that, like, eat metal and shit, and, like, and, like, his plan is, like, he's, like, fuck Scrooge, I'm gonna send these bugs to his, his vault, and it's gonna eat all his fucking money, and fuck him, right? And then, I guess... Dijon's like, oh yes, uh, Master Gumgold. Like he keeps fucking up his name, and he's like, it's Gumgold, you know, and he's all mad and shit. And so they 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 send him, you know, with these bugs in his fucking pants or some shit, and he goes, you know, and, and herds them to eat the 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 money in the vault and all this stuff. And Gizmo Duck tries to fucking stop him, and you're like, oh my god, Gizmo Duck's gonna get fucked up. And Gizmo Duck does get fucked up because he's made a fucking his super suit is made of fucking metal. So then the bugs eat his fucking super suit, and like all kinds of shit goes down. But luckily, I guess his super suit has like a magnetic retrieval thing. So at the very end, even though he doesn't like have the super suit anymore, somehow the way they 
save the day is like he turns on like his homing beacon and like instead of the bugs eating all of Scrooge's money, they all like go into like a magnet or something and then he catches them all. But anyway, Dijon's there. They don't, I don't know, it's weird. In that episode, they don't seem to necessarily recognize Dijon from the movie, like, which you'd think they would, but they don't seem to. But then later, there's like a, a finale episode where it's like, it's a two-parter and it's all about the golden goose. And so that's where you're introduced to Dijon's pious monk brother named Poupon, right? So you got the, the stupid mustard wordplay, just like Kakarot and Vegeta and Gohan and all that shit, right? And the the golden goose is gold, but then it's like it touches shit like a nasty old shoe and it makes it gold. So of course Dijon's like, oh, I, you know, he he gets greed in his eyes like he usually does because he can't it's like they 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 seem to make him out like he's like a uh what do you call it a klepto or something right like he he can't help but steal shit right like that's what he's been doing his whole life so he has to he's compelled to do it he can't help himself he steals his brother's watch and all this other stuff even though he's supposed to be working with these monks and and making recompense for all his wrongdoing right and so he takes the golden goose out and then you find out when they take the golden goose outside of this little pond or whatever this little area then then it's gonna screw everything up like because if it's out for too long the whole world's gonna become gold and all this other stuff and there's like you know anyway there so there, there was lots of cool things that that went on like kind of you know stories and everything and he kind of redeems himself because if it wasn't for Dijon, like, they wouldn't have found the goose and sent it back and saved the world from being gold or whatever. So that's his whole little arc in the original series. And then in the the updated series, he's like uh, the fucking Snake Eyes Arabian Knight or something. Like, he's like like a super badass ninja Arabian Knight dude who's like this hero, and they, they take him on this quest because it's like they... They there there's a lamp, but it's not really well. I guess it was magical in the in that series, but anyway, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't need to spoil it, but but it's it, it's a fun episode, and and basically in that his name is Dijin, I guess instead of Dijon, so he doesn't sound like a mustard. But it's supposed to be like pretty much it's 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 a reinterpretation of that character where he's not a pickpocket, but he's actually just kind of like. Uh, what, like, uh, I don't know, Alibaba or some shit? Like, you know, some, something like that. So that's, that, I guess, so, so my point is, with, with all this stuff going on in this movie, the, the Treasure of the Lost Lamp, I did find it interesting, and it did entice me to learn more about the, the characters involved and, and, and who was all, you know, participating and everything. As far as I know... That's the only time, I mean, you know, I guess spoilers for this movie, The it, it, it ends up like, at some point, the lamp goes to Dijon, he becomes the master of the genie, because the genie convinces him to be the master, because he fears the murloc so much, and he gets, like, Scrooge's wealth, and, and you know, he wishes to be, you know, basically have Scrooge's portfolio right and and so he's he's then the master but then when murloc shows up uh all bets are off like he takes back the lamp he becomes the new master he makes the 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 vault the scrooge's vault 
like fucking flying city of Asgard over Oklahoma and shit. Like it's it's floating around up in the air and it's like this giant fortress and then uh you know they they try to fight him and I think uh one of the nephews that pulls a wheelie and does a slingshot where it pops the 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 lamp out of his hand and then pretty soon before you know it uh, him and Scrooge are like falling to their deaths but he's a he's a magical griffin but Scrooge knocks the talisman out of his hands so then he's fallen and uh, Scrooge of course uses the lamp and wishes himself back to you know everything back to normal except for Murloc who basically as far as I know he never shows up again so I assume he falls to his death and you know take that comics code approved like superheroes don't kill like scrooge let that guy fall like a motherfucker so there like <laughs> i'm like suck it cry of justice haters scrooge killed that guy <laughs> straight up i kind of i wondered about that too because i was like okay well he doesn't have his little like magic thing so i was like well you know someone will save him like launchpad will come by and save all of them or you know they'll, they'll you know they'll save him because this is a kids movie right no, let's just, the last time we see him, he's falling through the sky. And I was like, okay, well, did he, did he die? Like, is there a scene in the credits where he, like, you know, comes out of the trash, like Shredder or something? And I was like, yeah, and, 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 I guess and he's dead. As far as oh, I know, well. like, I mean, I, I tried to look into it. He, he never shows up in the DuckTales cartoon ever again either. I don't know. I thought he was an odd character because in the first half of the movie, he's very sinister and imposing yeah. and threatening and then like when he's trying to get into the money bin it's all comedy and shit it's like yeah he's getting zapped with lasers he's like smashing his head into the button and he's getting squished and i was like well okay i mean i i get that you want to like make your movie funny because kids are the target audience but like do you really want to make your main bad guy seem like a joke here towards the end of the movie i don't know it just seemed kind of yeah. odd not a place yeah i think i think that's another reason why i i think even with him there in those midpoints that some of those moments became the moments i chose to you know, quote unquote rest my eyes because <laughs> him being an ineffectual villain is is not as bad i mean there's still some sense of conflict and tension but it it it, it was only escalated when you see, like, when he becomes that big, scary Griffith at the end. You're like, oh, well, mm -hmm. that's, you know, yeah. that's like, holy crap, what are they going to do now? You know, like, kind of thing. And and you you kind of, you know, and, and maybe there's a fine line, right? Because this is supposed to be, it's 1990, it's supposed to be for kids. Like, maybe there's a fine line between, like, how scary can we make this guy? And, like, like can he be, you know, it's, it's like, it's like there there were glimmers of, you remember how they had Pete be what was it like the 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 ghost of Christmas future or whatever and he 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 you know uh flings the match on the gravestone and he's like hur, 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 and he's like you know you're gonna fucking die Scrooge and you're like holy crap that's pretty <laughs> scary right but yeah. it's like that's only for like one scene so like like it, it it's like it's like say you're even a kid that can handle that but imagine like imagine it's it's like you know, alien, you know, <laughs> like where it's like, it's, it's that level of tension for the whole movie. It's like, I don't think they wanted that either. So I, I can understand why some of it was, was comical, but, but you feel like, I don't know, like, like you feel like it's like, shouldn't, 
shouldn't shouldn't most of that go to Dijon? Like like and and he's the ineffectual yeah. one and and it, or maybe because of his bumbling. It's like it's like have Murloc be like the Luthor and and crack jokes at Dijon's expense or something, you know? It's like it's not that I don't trust you Dijon, but I don't trust you, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like 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 you know, it's like, "Oh, I'm being sorry, Mr. Luthor," you know, like or whatever, like that that kind of thing. But I mean, not, not, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, some of that stuff you did feel like, dude, how did this guy, like, reign terror supreme with a genie lamp for so long if he's this fucking stupid and incompetent? I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, but, 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 but I mean, like, like we were saying, like, uh, this is, um, you know, the, the, to me, it was it was entertaining. I didn't mind, you know, watching it. Like I, I had a good time watching it. So it's not, you know, this is just me kind of, you know, doing my my nerd pick apart thing with a movie, but but in a in more of a you know hopefully a loving way that that you know was something that that you know I I took interest in, right? So, well. Christopher Lloyd is definitely no Tiffany, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so that was good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's out of you, you, you know what else that, that that's worth mentioning is is these you, you know what else this doesn't suffer from is all these performers were performing on the DuckTales TV series synchronous to this film being released. I I mean I think they had aspirations of having the TV series go away and just doing these as series of films, and when this didn't perform as well as they expected, that got scrapped. But the reason why I say that is to say this, these performers were in their prime, and they were already performing as those characters, and it just transferred over to, you know, the silver movie screen. So you don't have any of that, like, late installment weirdness where it's like, Dude, Uncle Scrooge sounds a little off because, you know, because, uh, you know, Alan Young's like 500 years old now or what, you know what I mean? Or, or it doesn't, it's not like, it's like, oh, well, Huey and Dewey have the same voice actress, but, you know, so-and-so passed away, so he sounds a little different. You know, there's none of that. Like, everybody who was cast on that TV show does the the performance in this film you know you got like launchpad mcquack sounding like cliff clavin but kind of like an aeronautical you know cliff clavin or whatever right so i'm just glad that they didn't do any like tiffany stunt casting you know it's like and marky mark is launchpad you'd be like what like no you (laughs) don't do that come on come on come on (laughs) i'm glad you mentioned alan young because he's great like i yeah, I remember yeah. what, like when I was probably I don't know a teenager and I discovered through the internet like holy crap you you're telling me Scrooge McDuck is also Wilbur from Mr. Ed like that blew my mind I was just like what because like I I mean I've said it before on the podcast like I love Mr. Ed that's one of my favorite like shows from the 60s it mm. still makes me laugh and he's really good uh you know Alan Young is really good as Wilbur Post and all the calamity that he gets into and causes due to like a talking horse. But like, he's like, you know, some actors, they take these animated roles and, you know, maybe they don't give it their all or they kind of treat it like maybe it's just a paycheck or whatever. But like, dude, like mm-hmm. Alan Young is Screech McDuck. Like, he's so good. Like, he's just, I don't know. I, I could like, 
sit and watch him all day, like rant and rave with Screech McDuck. It's so entertaining. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think his is the voice I would think of. Like, I, I know other actors have portrayed Scrooge. You know, there have been earlier cartoons mm-hmm. other than this that featured Scrooge. And then, of course, you've got David Tennant yep. doing the, the, the modern Scrooge and everything. And I think those guys are good. Yeah. But I think I think Alan Young is who I, you know, like when, when I heard that voice, you know, when I heard Launchpad, you know, it's the same thing. It was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember all these things from when I was watching Treasure of the Golden Suns and however long I got into DuckTales, you know, back in the day, you know, obviously not long enough to have seen this, but, you know, I, I, I watched DuckTales. So something that disappointed me as a kid watching this on VHS was I was disappointed there was no like Gizmo Duck or Bubba mm, Duck. Mm. I know people like on the Internet shit talk Bubba Duck like that's that's one of those weird things like when you like something and you first like get on the Internet, and you're like, what do you mean? People don't like Bubba Duck like Bubba Duck's cool. Like I, I like Bubba Duck. <laughs> And it seems like a lot of people in the DuckTales fandom like talk shit about Bubba Duck. And I'm like, dude, leave Bubba Duck alone. He's cool. Like I, I like Gizmo Duck and Bubba Duck. And I, I love, I love Gizmo Duck and Darkwing Duck. You know, you know what was cool about because I, I, I wanted to watch the episodes with Dijin. You know, like the modern version of of Dijon. So, so I watched the one episode where they take him on all these quests to find this lamp or whatever, and that was his introductory episode. But then they say, there's another aside where it says, oh, he shows up later with a, a group of characters. And it was like, I think it was called like, like Moon Invasion or something. It was like a two-part season finale of, of du- the second season of the new DuckTales. And it's like watching the DuckTales version of, um, what, what was that called on Justice League? Starcrossed, like where they, the hawk, you know, like uh, all the Thanagarians like oh, invade Earth yeah, and yeah. everything. It was it it was just like that, but with Ducktales. Like like the the these Moon people show up, they start invading, and then it's like the call to arms goes out, and it's like, you know, I didn't recognize half the characters, right? But th- th- there were all these different characters from the 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 entire two seasons that like come to help out. Like Scrooge and his nephews, it's like I I want to say like Donald. I, I see this is this is me like now like where I didn't care about this stuff before, but I'm trying to figure it out. Like I Huey, Dewey, and Louie's mom is in the episode, huh. and like they they save Donald on an island, and it's like he's like Tom Hanks and Castaway <laughs> or some shit, and he's talking to like a a Mickey Mouse fucking ball or whatever. Uh-huh. And anyway, but. But, like, I was just, like, I was sitting there going, wait, so that's, I guess that's Donald's sister? Like, I, and it's, like, to me, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, it shouldn't blow my mind that Donald Duck has a sister, because if he has nephews, he has to have a sister. But I was just, like, sitting there just trying to figure out, like, wait, so, okay, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, and and, and it, it was just funny, but the, the main reason why I bring that up is among the many people that were called to arms... You know, Launchpad is is one of those folks, and there's all these, you know, uh, moon people coming to get him, and then Darkwing Duck shows up, you know, and then and then you know they're they're table with all these guys, and Gizmo Duck's one of the guys there, and and I always used to think of 
Gizmo Duck as like the Superman and Darkwing Duck as the Batman. So I, I kind of thought that that Moon Invasion episode was hilarious because I guess they play Darkwing Duck. I think he's just like an actor and he he's a wannabe. Like he he he's all theatrical and tries to like lay down the smoke gas and everything, but he really can't fight worth a shit. So I think the the gag is like all the Moon people are going to go after Scrooge. So it's like they trade places and like so. So, uh, uh, Darkwing is actually dressed up as Scrooge and all these people are kicking the shit out of him. And then when Darkwing shows up, he's like, you know, actually like, like the, you know, sort of, uh, you know, bat god, Batman. He's like swooping around and, and drop kicking him and doing all this cool stuff. And I was like, dude, when did, when did Darkwing get cool all of a sudden? And then it's like, he takes off the mask. It's like, aha, because I'm Scrooge, you know? And it's like, oh, okay. I get what's going on now. You know? <laughs> so it's like, they fooled me too, you know? So, but anyway, that, that was something that, you know, it, it, it uh, I, even, even if, even if it's something that like, say I don't, I, you know, I wasn't exactly like the hugest fan of Final Crisis, but just the fact that it got me to to check out like other comic book series and everything like that, you know, like it it was one of those things where I was like, oh, this is super cool because it it, it led me down like other other roads and everything, and and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of the same, this is kind of like the same thing where I was like, oh, I I would have never, you know, gone out of my way, you know, well not never, but it was just like I I don't think I. I would have gone out of my way to watch those particular episodes of the new DuckTales if it hadn't been to sort of give myself a, a greater appreciation of, of this movie. Mm, Final Crisis, P.U. Um, yes, yes, as, exactly. As for the uh, new series, like, I've only seen the first five or six episodes of this first season. I, I liked it, but it's just one of those shows where, you know, I, like, I was doing my thing where I would like write down in notepad like okay I've seen like DuckTales season one episode six, and then I just kind of like lost track of it and then I guess I kind of did your thing where I was like I woke up one day and I was like holy crap they're on like season two of DuckTales like I've yeah, lost yeah. like track of it I I mean this this it's it, now now it's on season yeah, three geez. so so like yeah like watching this movie and hearing you talk about some of the stuff that they're doing like it makes me want to go back and you know, just start over and watch it again. Like you're talking about like Don's uh, sister or whatever. Like I remember in those early episodes, there was some plot about like Huey, Dewey and Louie. They, they were trying to find their mom and they like had a picture of her or something. Mm. And like, I, I forget all the details, but that was like a plot point in the first season, I think. Yeah. So they must've, they must've yeah. found her. The, the other thing that freaked me out, which, which I posted about on Facebook, I was like, Duckworth is a, fucking ghost what? like i was like what <laughs> yeah yeah he, he's not even alive like they, they they like call on like you know it's like they've got like scrooge has this like i don't know MacGuffin thing that's not a lamp it's some other thing but it's like the casket of ancient winners or something for <laughs> for ducktales and like they when they open it up it's like you know usually like scary ghosts come out of it or some shit but then it's like he's like duckberg comes out he's like it's okay these chaps are with me you know he's like he's like uh, you know duckberg what remember that garage sale like who'd you sell the lamp to you know because trying to track down the gin's lamp or whatever that they accidentally sold or something like that but he's like literally a ghost and then i like i mean like i said i haven't watched a lot of the episodes but near as i can tell like 
it's not like there's an episode where he dies and comes back as a ghost or something. It's just apparently like that there's some story where it's like, oh yeah, he used to be Uncle Scrooge's butler, but he passed away a long time ago, but now he's like a ghost and he still like <laughs> does stuff every once in a while, like because he misses okay, being weird. a butler or something. I don't know. And I was just like, what? And 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 among that cast of like Call to Arms cast, like like when when they were gonna all fight the Moon People, there's a little. You know, ghost duck worth. It's like uh, maybe we could just tell them to go home. You know, or I don't know, whatever he suggested. You know, so I was just like, you know, and I was like, what? Like he's a ghost? Like so? Yeah. So, and and as far as defending my final crisis comment, I'm like, it, it got me to read Anthro. <laughs> so you know, like that's that's why I was like, I really I really liked Anthro. So so uh, that that was why I was like, eh, Final Crisis wasn't the, the bee's knees, but it, it led me to other cool things. So I forgive it for that. Yeah, I was thinking the the only other thing I can think of is when I was trying to wrap my head around like relatives and stuff. So so, what's her name? Mrs. Beasley. Is that Mrs. Beasley. Beakley. Mrs. Beakley. I'm like, well, Webby's last name is like Vanderquack, so I'm just like, wait, so she's, but she's the granddaughter, so I was like, that must be on her mother's side then, right? Because she doesn't have the the Beakley name. It's not, it's not like her name's Webby Beakley. Her name's Webby Vanderquack, so this is me thinking way too much about, like, family Dude, trees I, again. Cause I, I, like, I don't blame you, because, wait, like, so. I tried this with the Munsters, okay? So you've got, like, okay, so... Uh, okay. <laughs> Like, you've got Marilyn on the Munsters, right? But there's an episode, actually, I think there's two or three episodes where Herman says to to Lily, well, I don't know, Lily, like, she's your niece. And I'm like, but her last name is Munster. Like, shouldn't she be Herman's niece? And I was like, well, how does, where does the Munster name come from? Does it come from, like, Grandpa's side of the family mm. and Herman doesn't have a last name because he's a, a Frankenstein monster? I was like... I was like, how does this even work? And I was mm. like, well, I'm putting too much thought into this. <laughs> like, I got to stop. But I was like, why? why? But I was like, why is Marilyn a, a monster? Shouldn't she be like whatever like grandpa's family name is? Like, shouldn't she be like, you know, Marilyn Dracula or something? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we get uh, yeah, what's his name from. Uh... The, the live action Shazam movie needs to come out and say that way lies madness. <laughs> you say <"Yeah>, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm glad I'm glad you like this, especially after the uh, disappointment that was uh, just since the movie with the space monchi cheese and stuff. Yeah, I mean, th th this was you know to me this was fun. I I, I saw some people there were, like there was this big. Uh, you know, anger thing about because um, because I think a lot of critics at some point compared this to Indiana Jones and tried to suggest it was you know somehow like you know stealing or ripping off Indiana Jones and like a lot of people were kind of like well, wait a minute like Scrooge was adventuring and doing all this stuff in the comics long before Indiana Jones yeah. was ever a thing you know so they were they were getting irate over that and stuff but I, I guess I only bring that up just to say like you know for the most part this was kind of to me this was like just a fun kind of adventure piece like there wasn't it, it wasn't like, I don't know, there, there wasn't too much about, you know, trying to, you know, I don't know. Recycle and save the environment. Yeah, save, save the environment and, 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 and all this other stuff. It was just kind of like, okay, they're, 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 they're treasure hunting, they're, they're, they're having adventures, they're, you know, they're, they're, 
dealing with with all the wackiness that ensues because of these magic MacGuffins. Like, I mean, you know, like like I said, I think I think there could have been some balance. Like, and and again, maybe it was because of the audience they were targeting. You know, like like that that some stuff wasn't too scary and some stuff wasn't too intense and that kind of thing. Like, it, it wasn't all you know uh, heightened tension and conflict. You know, but I I think you know that that's the only you know kind of backseat criticism i have is like well that's that's why it's hard to you know like i'm sure if you're a little kid you just think you know it's probably like in those those uh recent jeff john's shazam comics when they that all the little kids go to um whatever that one world is with the one guy and it's like all they do oh, is have fun yeah yeah yeah. you know the mm-hmm. the joy world or whatever the fuck they call it you know and it's like that that's kind of what's going on with with webby and and the nephews you know it's like they they run around and hang out with gene and all that other stuff and you know, and, and and they they have you know, I mean, the way it ends, I mean, Scrooge is decidedly, you know, uh, you know, I always thought it was interesting because, you know, I think my probably first exposure to Scrooge was Scrooge as Ebenezer Scrooge, you know, in the Mickey Christmas Carol. So it's like mm-hmm. that whole miserly, like like mean aspect. It's like it's like there there's you know the Ducktales. It's like he's he's an adventurer. He's 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 very intelligent, like you know, Scrooge, like he's, he's, he's typically the smartest duck in the room, right? Like, like he's that guy, right? Like, it's like, you know, and, and, and so like, and on top of that, it's like, he has these moments, you know, he loves his family. He, he, you know, he loves all the people he surrounds himself with, you know, he loves his nephews. He, he loves Webby, you know, and, 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 you know, it's like that, that whole thing. He can't say no to her because she's a cute little girl and all this other kind of stuff. And even, you know, Gene, right? Even even Rip Taylor, who apparently had to record additional dialogue, like, I don't know, from, from like a phone or something like that after the fact or something, according to, to myth, legend, and or lore. You know, apparently they needed him to re-record and record some, some kind of dialogue, and, and he couldn't be there in a studio, so they, they apparently recorded it over the phone or something. And... At the end, you know, he uses his last wish to make Gene a quote-unquote real boy, you know, and it's like that. You know, to me, like it's like one of those things where if you if you if you have a certain mental image of a you know a miserly you know Ebenezer Scrooge, right? That it's like you know, or or even if even if there's even the slightest bit of that in in Scrooge McDuck. Even if it's, you know, I don't know, 10% or 20% of that is in Scrooge McDuck when it comes to, like, his money or something like that, it it, it, it makes the the giving moment, like, all that more huge, I think, because you're like, oh, look, he used, you know, he, it's like, you know, when he first gets the, the, the lamp, his first thing is, oh, I'm going to do diamonds, I'm going to do diamond mines, I'm going to do the diamond industry, I'm going to, you know, whatever. And, of course, I'm sure you got all these people writing their dissertation papers on the blood diamonds in Africa or whatever and how Scrooge McDuck is killing the world. But, you know, I'm sure if he wished for it, it'd be all nice and above board. But that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, he 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 likes his adventures, he likes, you know, being wealthy, he likes swimming in his piles of coins and cash, but I don't think, you know, to me, it seems like he also has, you know, again, it's it's a cliche, but he has that heart of gold, right? Like he's, he deep down, you know, he's a good guy. And I don't, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of that miserly aspect in, 
Scrooge McDuck. So, uh, and to me, sometimes that, since, since my first exposure was the Mickey Christmas Carol, I think sometimes even when I see that, it still uh, surprises me and also kind of fills me with like, see, see, like just just because you're just because you're a rich white duck doesn't mean you're a bad guy. You know? <laughs> see, mm. you know, I don't know how to spend this much money. You're right. What are we going to do? Wait, who's the richest person you know? Scrooge McDuck. That's right. So how would he spend his money, yo? We're rich. Ooh. This whole place is filled with money. I think that'll do it for tonight. If you guys have any questions, comments, and or concerns, you can send them to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. Of course, we're on all kinds of social media. We're on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate all the likes, hearts, shares, retweets that we receive. And we can be streamed on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. And we are on Apple Podcasts. So if you are on any of those, go ahead and check us out there. This is our Fanholes Podcast proper show. We've got a bunch of other spinoff shows. So if you like this, consider checking out all the other shows over on fanholespodcast.blogspot.com. And until the next time... This is Derek McCrabb signing off. And this is Justin signing off. I love gold. Some mysteries. We wrote history. Man, it's all such a duck blur. We're rich. Oh, woohoo. We're rich. Oh,